Okay, so it's uh, 1981. I'm 21 years old. I'm finishing my junior year at Gonzaga University. And uh, yeah, props to Gonzaga, yeah. <laughs> and I'm uh, uh, making the decision that I'm gonna drive the Alcan alone back to Anchorage. So I've got a 74 Mustang and I do the things I think I need to do to get it ready to go. You know, I, I got plastic covers for the headlights so the rocks wouldn't break them. I got a deflector so it wouldn't, rocks wouldn't break the windshield. I aired up the tires. Shoot, I even checked the spare tire to make sure that it was ready to go. So I got it all set up, took off, and I was making really good progress down the highway. It's, I knew it was gonna take me a few days and um, uh, was fighting a little bit of rain and weather and so forth, but I was cruising along, doing really good. In those days, the road was pretty rocky, it was dirt basically, and I was dealing with a lot of mud and um, uh, the washboardy kind of thing, but I was still getting up to like 60 miles an hour. And that's uh, when I saw the construction zone sign. And for those of you, to give you an idea, the construction zone is just like on the Kenai. You know, you see that area of intense work, the heavy equipment going around, and then you've got miles and miles of warnings to drive slowly. So I've got this construction site, miles and miles of drive slowly. In fact, it was almost 100 miles that I was driving slowly, trying to make my way down the Alcan. I finally think that I've passed the construction zone, I'm ready to take off, and I, in a bit of frustration, I hit the gas and took off. So the ditch they dug across the road <laughs> was, was probably not that big when they dug it, but with all the rain and the snowmelt and it's springtime, it had widened considerably. So I'll own some responsibility and I may have hit it a little too fast. When I landed on the other side, <laughs> I bounced off the roof of the car. Needless to say, I was worried. I was scared. So I took my foot off the gas, slowed down. And I'm expecting to hear, you know, the thump, thump, thump of a broken or a flat tire or some sort of broken uh, tailpipe noise, something. I don't hear anything. Car sounds like it's running perfect. So I think I've dodged a bullet and I hit the gas again. And just as quick as I hit the gas, I see that uh, temperature needle in the car start to rise up rather rapidly into the red zone. And I think, now I'm in trouble. Pull to the side of the road, get out of the car, and I hear steam coming out of the engine. And I look under the car, and sure enough, there's radiator fluid pouring out of the bottom of the car. And then I looked around and realized I was smack dab in the middle of nowhere. No one knew where I was. I had no one there to support me in what I was doing. I didn't know how I was gonna get out of this mess. I didn't know where I was gonna find a mechanic. I didn't know what it was gonna cost me to try and fix my car. I was starting to panic, to put it mildly. And in the distance, I saw a car, a pickup truck with a camper coming down the road towards me. And he slowed down and pulled in front of me and stopped. And I noticed it had Yukon Territory license plates. Now I swear to God, this guy, when he got out of the car and walked around the corner, he looked exactly like Rick Moranis from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, <laughs> or uh, Second City TV's uh, Great White North with the uh, jokes they made about the Canadians back then. And he comes over and he looks at the, under my car and in a, the strongest Canadian accent, he says, yeah, it looks like you got a hole in your rad there, eh? And I had the most observant Canadian helping me out at that moment. And he says to me, 
you're going to need to get that fixed. <laughs> so I relied on the uh, unwritten rule of the Alcan that says you help each other out. You help the drivers out on the road. And I said, yeah, you're right. Do you think I could get a ride down the road to get some help? And he says, no, can't do that. And he turns around and walks back to his pickup truck. <laughs> and I think the guy's going to leave me here. And so he says, yeah, this here's a company truck, don't you know, and uh, can't have riders in it. And he reaches up and pulls down the tailgate. So if you, that was probably the first time I thought of the old adage of stranger danger. What is he going to do, put me in the back of his pickup? Wait. But fortunately, as the tailgate dropped, I saw all these tools in the back of his truck. There was even a welding machine in there. He hands me a bucket, and he says, why don't you go back to that ditch and get some water? So I take the bucket, go to the ditch, come back, and he's got the radiator out of the car already. It's laying on the side of the road. I can see the hole in the radiator. It's right there. And he's standing there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and I said, so do you think we can fix it? And he looked, pauses for a moment and says, well, I got no solder. I can't fix a rad without lead solder. So I think we're stuck again. And then he says, do you have a spare tire? And I said, well, yeah, and I went to get the spare tire out. And as I'm getting the spare tire out, I turn around, and he's standing right next to me, and he whips out a pocket knife. <laughs> Again, stranger danger coming to my <laughs> And before I can say anything, he's prying those little lead balancing weights off of the rim of my tire. And uh, uh, I watch him take that back to the truck, and he starts pounding on it a little bit. Next thing I know, he asks me, so you got any change? And I reached in my pockets and pulled out a few coins and he took a quarter, held it over the hole in the radiator and he says, well, that'll do it. And he, quick as could be, he welded that quarter onto the hole of the radiator <laughs> and then used the lead to seal it up. <laughs> it was like I had a regular Canadian Mr. Fix-It. So um, he says, go ahead, and a few minutes later, he pops it into the car and he says, let's start her up and see if she leaks. So uh, I fired it up. We looked under the car, no leaks. I was completely away, amazed. My Canadian MacGyver had solved my problems. And uh, I didn't know what to say, so I said, hey, what do I owe you? <laughs> and he thinks for a minute, and he says, you know, nothing. I tell you what, though, the next time you see someone in trouble and you think you can help them, you should do it. And it took me a few years before I realized what he meant by that. My, when I asked for help, I had wanted a ride. But what he had realized is, I needed my radiator fixed. And you know, I sold that uh, car with the radiator and the quarter still in the radiator. And to this day, that's the best deal I've ever gotten on a quarter. <laughs> <laughs>